our study of God's Word that we are together. We're talking from Exodus 33 about Moses, whose prayer was, Lord, show me your glory. And God revealed himself to Moses. But it was more than the presence of God. It was, it was God was helping Moses to see his glory, which means it was the revealed presence of God. You see, God's present with those of us who are believers, but he wants to do more than that. He wants to reveal that presence. He wants to open up us to his presence. And Moses has told God, now we're going to go on to the promised land, but if, if, you don't, if your presence doesn't go with us, don't lead us from here. In other words, he's saying it's better to stay right here in the desert if you don't lead us. No place can be prosperous enough to satisfy if God's not there. No place can be so deserted or impoverished as to discourage or to, to lead us from blessing if God is there. So Moses is saying, your presence shows us your favor, and it shows us that, that you are with us. It shows us that, that you are there. And if you go with us, then whatever we face, you're big enough to handle it, and you're big enough to show that you can do what needs to be done to get us through it. And because of his presence, uh, we have your approval and your acceptance and your favor, and it's not good to live without that in our lives on a daily basis. If we know we have his presence, then we know we have his favor, and that's what we have. David Livingston, the great missionary to Africa, was back in England for a, for a few months of rest and relaxation, and as he rose to speak and people looked at him, he was gaunt and haggard, very thin, as a result of hardships in tropical Africa. His left arm had been crushed by a lion, and it was hanging helplessly at his left side. He told them that he was going back to Africa without any misgivings, but with great gladness. And he added, would you like to know what supports us, what supports me, and what's provided for me through all these years among the people whose language I don't fully understand and whose attitudes toward me have often been hostile and uncertain? It was this, the words of Jesus. I am with you always, even unto the end of the age. On these, Livingston said, I staked everything, and they have never failed, and he has never failed. He knew the presence of God. Moses says, too, that God's presence distinguishes God's people from everyone else. You know, it doesn't matter what people say. But if God's presence is real in our lives, there will be evidence. That's why we want God to reveal himself and his presence more powerfully. And he goes on to say, Moses does, is it not by your going with us so that we, I, and your people may be distinguished from all of the people who are upon the face of the earth? At this point, they didn't look very distinguished. They were camping in the desert. They were living in tents. They were hounded by unfriendly people and just getting over a great failure, but God's presence was with them. This is what makes the difference. As they allowed God's presence to be made real and manifest, as they allowed God's glory to be seen, others could see that God was truly with them. You and I are the same. What distinguishes us from everybody else in the world? What makes us different? It's that we have Christ living in us, his presence. That's what makes us different. That's the difference between a believer and a non-believer. And if you and I obey him, his glory will be seen. John Selwyn at one time had been an outstanding boxer. 
and God's spirit had touched his heart and he'd come to know Christ and he later became a missionary and one day he was working with people on his mission field and he had to he had to speak to a man in the lo- in his local church about some sin in his life and it upset the guy and and the guy uh, was mad about it and he actually squared up and hit John Selwyn in the face with his fist and instead of hitting back Selwyn just folded his arms and stood there now he could have easily clobbered the guy because he was a powerful guy and he was a a boxer he knew how to box he could beat that guy to a pup in no time but he didn't do anything except stand there and wait in case the guy wanted to hit him again but after the first time the man looked at him and saw that he wasn't going to retaliate and greatly ashamed he ran away now, years later, the man came to know Christ and gave testimony before the church. And it was customary at that time for a believer <clears throat> in that country to choose a Christian name for himself after coming to Christ. And he chose the name John Selwyn, the name of his friend. He's the one who taught me, he said, what Jesus Christ is really like. You see, that's what distinguishes God's people, the presence of God that enables us to do things we could never do. I mean, in Before he became a believer, John Selwyn would have pulverized that guy. But after he became a believer, God led him to know he wasn't supposed at that moment to strike back. And so he didn't. So it's important for us to recognize that God's presence in us is what makes a difference in the lives of others as they see God manifest presence, as they see God working through us, as they see God loving through us. Moses also had a final request. And that's the one I mentioned in the beginning. He said, show me your glory. This is the same Moses that spent 40 days with God on Mount Sinai and talked with God face to face. This is the same Moses uh, who had, had been given the Ten Commandments, but yet he wanted more of God's, uh, God's power in his life. He wanted more of an awareness of God's presence. That should be our prayer every morning. Lord, show us your glory today. We've seen enough of man's plans and man's programs and man's personality. We need to see you. We want to see your glory. We want to see your attributes. We want to see your manifestation of love. God said, I will make myself and my goodness pass before you. The word here for goodness is far deeper than what we think. It means beauty and splendor. This word was used to describe how handsome Joseph was in Genesis 39. It was often used to describe beautiful things like jewelry. So God is saying, I'm going to let you see my beauty, my splendor, my glory, my power, my, 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 my strength. And he said, I will also proclaim the name of the Lord before you, and I will let you experience me and my name. And so that's what happened. As for the name in that day was really important. It meant something really special, and it meant a lot to Moses. The name which God had proclaimed to Moses was the name that he had given Moses earlier at the burning bush when he told him that he wanted him to go back to Egypt and lead the people out of bondage. And they, he said, well, who shall I tell them sent me? And he said, tell them I am that I am. You see, he is the self-existent one, I am. God's existence not, does not depend on anyone else. And it also means that as an I am, he's not the great God who was d- doing something in the past or the great 
God who will do something in the future. He's the great I am who today in your life can make a difference. He also says, I will be gracious and merciful. The word here means to bend and stoop. It's the picture of a superior being stooping to help an inferior person. It also has the idea of perfection, the superior person shielding and covering and caring for the weaker one. This is what his grace does. God wants us to recognize his presence within us and that he is there for us and that he will meet our needs. I hope you'll recognize that today and say, God, show me your glory today and shine it through me. God bless you. Have a great day.